can see the demon in you that doesn't wanna come out and play. I can see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. Everybody say fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Man, fuck this Everybody shit. say fuck this shit. Man, fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Man, fuck this Everybody shit. Everybody say. What's going down? Welcome back to the Fuck This Shit Podcast. It's your boy Dre back again. Y'all already know what it is. We start this thing the same way every single time. Thank y'all for everything. Thanks for taking the time out to listen. Thanks for the support. You know what I'm saying? Those of you who still throwing your boy that $4.99, appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? I know it's the off season. You know what I'm saying? Basically type shit. So, you know, I appreciate that or whatever. Y'all already know it's going to be some new shit kind of tied to that or whatever and all of that's probably gonna start probably in about the next two weeks because you know what y'all your boy is finally completely finished i don't have one more paper to do i don't have to wait on any time to go on i've officially applied for my for my graduation for my diploma in four weeks they're gonna have my final transcripts done in four to six weeks from there they're gonna send me a physical copy of my diploma you know what i'm saying clap 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 you know what i'm saying make some noise nori voice dre is a motherfucking graduate let's go 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 <laughs> no nah, but uh no cap y'all that that's been a big thing for me trying to get that done uh it's just a big deal, bro. Uh, one thing I kind of started to pay attention to more as I got older is one of the major things that a degree allows you is the ability to work with your mind instead of working with your body, which in turn lengthens your your work career, right? So even if you think about the difference between getting a degree and getting a trade, most trades are still physical work. If you learn how to do HVAC, if you learn how to do plumbing, if you learn how to be an electrician, if you learn how to do a lot of these things, you still will be using your body to do it. Ultimately, you still have to be climbing up in attics and you'll still have to be moving and, and doing shit like that or whatever. And there's a lot of professions that you can have a degree where you'll still have to work with your body, but most of them, that piece of paper is what allows you to get off your feet. And as you get older, you start to realize that using your body as a commodity, it's cool if you can do it, but it's it's dope if you don't have to. Because I want to save my body for me, if that makes sense. I don't want to spend my whole life working my body into the ground for work, you know what I'm saying, for income. And then, you know, on the side, whenever I go to do stuff, I don't have the energy or I'm tired and all this other shit. I don't want to be like that. So, you know, I, I don't want, I, I just, it was a priority to me to be able to to transition from an actual labor job to a job where I was being paid more for my expertise or my ability to do something, you know what I'm saying, or the knowledge that I have or whatever. Obviously not to throw no shade on nobody who's doing no other kind of work because get it how you live straight like it. But your boy, I'm 32 right now. And I'm like, bro, I need a job that's going to have a nigga with some kind of pension. You know what I'm saying? I need some, some different kind of, some different level benefits associated with my employment. If you know what I'm talking about. But, uh, so yeah, man, congratulations to me type shit. Uh, that was really important to me. And I got that done 
And that was really a major barrier in uh, me being as consistent with this as I wanted to be for the last little while because, you know, shoot with work, all that. I only got so much bandwidth. <laughs> but that's just done. Uh, another thing, too, is that I've been going out of town, man. I had a, I had went back home last month, but that was before I did the last episode of the podcast, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then I went back again for a wedding last week. So, you know, I've been gone. Wedding was cool. Uh, the, the time I went before that though, y'all not for the wedding. I stayed in the, I stayed in the La Quinta. La Quintas are fucking iffy, bro. La Quintas are mad iffy, and I'm not. I'm not recommending nobody go, especially the law in La Quinta. Don't fuck with that motherfucker, cause I'm ninety four percent sure they got bed bugs in that bitch. Cause the nigga was bit up after I stayed in that motherfucker, and that's not. That's not my vibe at all. And uh, and it was not cheap, by the way, y'all. And I only stayed there because I remember when they built the hotel. I remember when they built it, so I was like, it was. It hasn't been there a super duper long time. And I had like a work Christmas party there one time or something. And I was looking around. I was thinking, okay, this is actually not bad at all. This is decent. And then people would come to the Olive Garden I used to work at from that hotel. And they would be telling me they were there. And I would ask them, like, how is it? And it was like, oh, no, it's decent. But I'm not thinking. I worked there in 2014, 2015, bro. That's a long time. in a town like Lawton, that's a long time, bro. Shit go downhill quick as fuck bruh because hell no they had bugs in there and that's really all i had to say about the motherfuckers that they had bugs i also recently discovered cargo pants i know you're thinking this is really fucking random of an episode i know it's just been so long so many little things have happened i just felt like i should talk to y'all about them because y'all was 32 years old when i found out about cargo pants they're the best clothing option available first of all let's just talk about the comfort Cargo pants aren't heavy, nor are they light. They not, that's because I, when I seen cargo pants on other people, I always assume they would be like heavy pants. You know what I'm saying? They're not though. The waistband, nice and thin, just strong enough for the support. You can feel it, but it ain't tight. It's loose on your waist. It feels good. A little stretchy almost. You know what I'm saying? And then the pants, the pants got an open feel to them that reminds me of high school because, you know, jeans then got more restrictive. In my older age. Now motherfuckers ain't walking around with, with size 42 jeans, even though they only wear a size 38, getting an extra baggy on pants all on your on your under your ass and shit. Niggas don't do that no more. So it's been a challenge for me to acclimate to some of these new styles and shit. I know y'all, if y'all know me in person, I'd be like, Trey, I done seen you wear some skinny jeans kind of with some boots or whatever. Like I'll wear them like and not skinny jeans, but like slim fit jeans. I'll wear slim fit jeans. Y'all can have the skinny jeans, bro. The slim fit jeans is hard enough to get on and off, bro. Like, the skinny jeans make me feel like a, like a girl. And I'm going to tell you why they make me feel like a girl. Because I've been fucking for a long time. Until I start wearing the slims cut jeans or the slim fit jeans, whenever I got ready to get some pushing, I got to take my pants off. I could just take my pants off. Now my pants be getting all stuck on my foot like a girl like when girls take their pants off like and then i gotta like try and do like this little weird little thing it's not fly you know what i'm saying but whatever it's, it's what it, it is what it is i i i 
I vibe with the style. That's why I got the jeans. You know what I'm saying? I throw my little Doc Martens on or whatever, a little dress shirt, something slight, and I'd be like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I'm flying here. I feel good about myself. But then when I get to pulling them off, I'm like, oh, man, I'm pulling my pants off inside out. This is not masculine. This is... <laughs> anyway. But for those of you who follow the Twitter, what you probably really want to know is did this nigga really get roofied? Because listen, y'all, let me tell y'all what happened. It's the Saturday before Halloween. Y'all was supposed to get an episode that weekend. I couldn't even pull myself together to give y'all the episode, y'all. I was fucked off. I could not give y'all the episode. So, I get off work Saturday night, and one of my homegirls is like, come to this Halloween party, come to this Halloween party. I'm like... No, I don't really want to. But then I'm thinking, I don't ever really do shit. I ain't doing nothing tonight. Fuck it. I'm going to go. I work tomorrow morning, but I just work lunch. If I if I wake up kind of hungover, it's whatever. I'll thug it through the shift. And then I'll just go to, a, you know what I'm saying? I'll just go home and take a nap or whatever. So I'm asking her where the party is. She tells me where the party is. For those of y'all who live in the Houston area, bro, I live in Richmond. The party is in Rocheron. For those of you who don't live in the area, it's 50 minutes away. It's like 51 minutes away from where I live, where she, where this party is. I'm like, bruh, I'm not really trying to go to no Halloween party this late, whatever, whatever, that far away. But then I get to talking myself out of it again. Like, bro, you don't do nothing. It's your homegirl. You ain't seen them in a long time. It's going to be a good time. So, fuck it. I decided to fade through that thing. Now, mind you, I told you I worked that night. Y'all know I work restaurants, so I work. I got off late. It was already, it was, oh, it was midnight when I got there. To the party, it was like midnight, maybe 12, 15. When I got off work, I drank a beer. And I took my beer with me to the party because I didn't know how many people was going to be there, how much liquor was going to be there, whatever, whatever. And to be perfectly honest with you, because I knew I had a long drive, and I knew it was already late. I didn't intend on drinking much. So I'm thinking, if it ain't nothing really here, I'll literally just sip on these couple beers I got, go back home, and be cool. So when I get to the party and I get out the car, I grab a second beer. Open my second beer. I'm walking up to the party. Everything cool. It's at a nice house in a nice neighborhood. It don't sound loud really outside like that. So I'm thinking, bet, this is going to be a vibe. You know what I'm saying? Whatever's happening in here, we're going to be able to kick it the whole night. And me being from where I'm from, now I'm from Oklahoma. I'm from Lawton, small town. We don't really, we don't have no clubs. Ain't no club to go to. We got the bars and we got house parties. And that's really it. Sometimes we'll go to the city to go to the club. But even that, it's the club of Oklahoma City. It's only so dope. And also, even after the club, we always go into the after party. But the, we don't like... Houston has after-hour spots. You can leave the club and go to another club, basically. That's after hours. They just don't serve liquor. And a lot of them be BYOB, so you can still drink. But anyway. um, We don't have that in Oklahoma. They definitely didn't have it back then. So we always down for an after-party, a little chill, little kickback type shit or whatever. So... I'm down for this. This is actually my vibe. And I'm 32, bro. I'm not really trying to be in no club. No way. I would rather just be at somebody's house, kicking it, drinking, you know what I'm saying? Listening to music, playing games, just whatever, right? 
So I walk in and it is, it's a nice little vibe. It's probably about, I don't know, 35, 40 people there at the most. It's probably not even that many people. Probably, I'll say 30. It was probably 30 people there. But it was a big house. Like it was space for 30 people to be there. So it didn't seem cramped. It was plenty of liquor, everything good. You know what I'm saying? It's a good ratio of women and men. Like it's it's a vibe. I'm like, man, it's cool. Halfway through the party, right? So I so look, I walk in, I'm drinking my beer or whatever. I see somebody I know at some point. I take a shot with them. Uh, whatever they had, I think they had some uh it was some tequila. Took a shot of tequila. Bow. Then we kicking it, whatever, whatever. And I see my homegirl got this little cup. And I'm like, what you drinking? And she was like, oh, they got some punch right over there. So I'm like, bet, easy money. I'm going to just drink a little bit of the punch. I know the punch be strong as fuck because you know how niggas be making the punch where it don't seem strong, but it'd be, kill- it be crazy. You know what I'm saying? But the cups was little as fuck too. So I'm like, bet, nothing. Hit me a cup. I'm sipping. You know what I'm saying? Night goes on. It's some it's some Mexicans behind us, and I didn't have, I didn't said this before. Um, I didn't said this before. Um, it uh, my bad. I got I got distracted, y'all. I'm not even gonna lie. I got a text message on my tablet, and I was over here trying to read that, and it threw me the fuck off about what the fuck I was really telling you about. Anyway, I done told y'all before that out here, it ain't like back home where all the Hispanics is Mexicans. They be all kinds of shit out here. But these ones, I actually think was Mexicans. But anyway, it's the Mexicans behind us. They partying too or whatever. Because you know how the Mexicans party. They party outside and they had a pool. So we could hear they party the whole time and like niggas is outside in the back smoking because they don't let, they don't let people smoke in the house or whatever. And, you know, I think the sound that they, they jams and the scent of, of our vibe, you know what I'm saying, got the intermingling. At some point, niggas is talking over top of the fence. The Mexicans is like, fuck it, y'all come party with us out here. Y'all can get in the pool, whatever. They done, knocked, they done knocked out boards in between the fence on some, it's cool, we'll fix it tomorrow shit. And I'm going to be real. It's racist for me to say that it's cool, we'll fix it tomorrow part because I wasn't there when they knocked the fences over. But what I did realize is that the people who house I was at was black and the people who house I went to was Mexicans. And I thought to myself, how did this probably go down? How we all get over there? Y'all got a ladder. And then they had a ladder and the Mexicans was like, fuck it. Just pull them boards down and we'll fix it for you tomorrow. It's nothing. And the niggas was like, y'all really going to fix it? And they was like, see way. And then they did the shit. Right. Anyway, <laughs> But no, um, so we going over there and we partying with the Mexicans or whatever. Having a good time. Mexican lady walking around. She like the mom. You could tell she's because that's again, Mexicans, intergenerational partying. It don't just be young niggas. It be everybody being that bitch. So the mom walking around with the bottle, she got the 1800, but it's not even 1800. It's like the pre-made 1800 sangria mix or whatever. Pretty much watch her crack the bottle. She asking anybody if they want a shot. I take a shot from her. At some point, we go back to the other house. And I get another cup. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking even more, this is where I think it all went awry. Because everybody leaves the party and goes to the Mexicans. And everything is at the other house all unattended, including the juice. 
Because I go back, get me another cup of the punch, go back. I'm still, you know what I'm saying? We kicking it, partying or whatever. Some girl outside needs some help getting her keys out of her car. So I help her get her keys out of her car or whatever. After I get her help her get her keys out of her car, though, y'all, shit start going left for me. All of a sudden, a nigga getting the wall wants. I'm over here like, nigga, in and out, can't even focus. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get in the car. I mean, and, and y'all, it happens so fast, bruh. I'm good up until now. Helping Shawty get her keys out of her car. It was really hard. It was like the window was barely open. It was really difficult feet. Like when I did it, it was a big moment. Everybody's like, ah, like it was, it was, it was fire. Shawty was very appreciative. Anyway. Uh <laughs> um, but when when I get in the car, start the car. It's like I start to pull off and everything is like crazy, y'all. Like I feel like my body is not even attached to the to the steering wheel, like on some weird shit. And not to, to make it seem like it's cool to do or whatever, but I done been drunk and drove home more times than I should have. And I've like I not even to say I've been so drunk I shouldn't have driven home because I've also been so drunk that I got in my car and got ready to drive and realized I couldn't and just didn't. Stayed at that place, called somebody else, slept in the car. I've done all that, right? This was so different, y'all. It didn't feel like any level of drunk. It didn't feel like this is what it feels like when you drink too much on an empty stomach or this is what it feels like. It didn't feel like any of that. It felt so weird. I couldn't even process it. So much so that I'm looking back trying to think, really, why didn't I just stop right there in the neighborhood? And I think that it was taking me so long to figure out what was going on with me. It was like I was trying to, like, fight through it or something. I don't know what was going on. I felt like if y'all ever, if y'all seen the Dahmer, you see the scene where he accidentally drug himself and he tried to, like, wake up and bring himself back, you know what I'm saying, so that he could rape and murder this nigga i mean also weird shit but other than the like desire to rape and murder after i came back too that's how i felt i was like bro like why can't i pull it together what is going on so i stopped like right outside the neighborhood i'm in at the gas station pull over nigga i'm like hell no nah. last thing y'all look last thing i'm trying to do is have y'all hear about dre getting taken out on some dui type shit from the police from an accident hurting somebody else that's not my vibe i don't ever want that to be my story so i'm pulling the fuck over i'm in the gas station like trying to drink i got a water i got water in the car i'm trying to like drink water i'm i'm fucked up y'all finally i just turn the car off i'm like fuck it i'm gonna just go to sleep right here if the police pull up if something happened whatever like i don't have this is dangerous but it's the safest option i have right now so I'm asleep for like three hours in this parking lot, three, four hours in this parking lot. Wake up at some point. I'm like feeling like maybe if I just throw up, because right now I'm still thinking I'm just really drunk. I'm like, man, maybe I'm just way drunk. Like I don't know how I got this drunk. It's all I'm thinking in the moment is I don't know how I got this drunk. I don't know how I got this drunk. That's all I can think because. Y'all, I, I said this a few times on this podcast. I'm 32 years old and I drink. So when I go out places, I take cater my drinking to the distance that I have to drive home. I don't drink. I 
I would not have went to a a a, a holiday themed party and had two beers, two shots, if you want to call it that, because one of them wasn't even of, of real liquor. It was of like juice, basically. But let's say two beers, two shots, and a cup and a half of the juice, because I didn't finish the punch. I couldn't finish it. Like, that's not enough to, that's, that is me, that's, I know it sounds crazy to people who don't drink maybe, but I feel like for the level of reasonable adults that we have on this podcast, from 11 p.m. to 3 a.m., that is not a lot of drinking. And I just could not figure out what was going on with me, y'all. So I'm like, maybe if I throw up, I'll feel better. So I try and throw up, but like, I barely throw anything up, which again is wild to me because if you realize anytime you ever been really drunk by the time you throw up you throw up all this liquor that you drank you know what i'm saying like you be throwing up blue shit nigga it'd be everything bro like i i could have threw up in my hands it was such a small amount and it was like so weird to me y'all i went back to sleep and finally i wake up and i feel like i can make it home but even the drive home y'all i felt like different it wasn't drunk. It wasn't sleep. It was just like, bro, like I just, I just, and all I could think was like, I gotta make it home. Like I gotta get home. I get home, go to sleep, wake up. It's 10 o'clock. I'm supposed to be on my way to work at 10 o'clock. Call my manager. I'm like, yo, gee, I don't know what's going on, but I cannot work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll talk to you tomorrow, whatever, whatever. Call the homie, tell the homie what happened. Don't even remember talking to the homie because I go back to sleep, wake up like two, three o'clock. And I call the homie again. I'm like, bro, you won't believe what I think happened last night. He like, bro, you already talked to me. I'm like, oh, shit, this is wild. This is literally crazy. So then I. Uh, I'm, it's like two, three. Y'all. I don't have no hangover at all. I don't have a headache. I just, I still feel kind of weird, but like, I'm not sick. I don't have, I don't, I, I can eat. Like, I, I it's like, nothing's wrong with me. I'm just hungry, but I haven't eaten. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been asleep so long because of everything been going on. Of course I'm hungry. Everything about it was so fucking weird. Then I call my homegirl who invited me to the party. I'm like, where are you at? She talking about, we just now leaving the party. We all passed out in the living room. I'm like, look, and they was trying They when I left the party, everybody was like, oh, so we about to go home shit. It wasn't on no like music still playing, motherfuckers still getting fucked up. Niggas about to be some freak nasty shit going on. And that's why niggas passed out there. Niggas was trying to go home. It was over. Lights on. It's a wrap. And she talking about her, like four other people pass out, can't leave. They end up having to take one of the girls to the motherfucking emergency room because she kept throwing up or whatever. But she was drunk as fuck before she got to that party. So I'm like, she really could have just had alcohol poisoning. But y'all, well, all of that, y'all think I'm crazy for thinking I got roofied? Because I be telling some people when they like, maybe you just drank too much. I think you just drank too much. But y'all, I'm telling you, I did not drink too much. That's not what happened. That is not what happened. But anyway, that's it, man. That's all I got for that. I just, I told y'all I would tell you the story, and that's that's what happened. Nigga. I didn't go. I was, I went and got barbecue for Mr. Wayne. Uh, shout out Mr. Wayne at Ribs on Wheels. 
uh, out in Richmond. That motherfucker got some fire ass food. Holiday season coming up. If you pull up on that nigga, give him the turkey and fifty dollars. He'll smoke that bitch for you. Nigga say he inject that bitch, marinated for about five days. You know what I'm saying? Smoke that motherfucker. He say every time you put your knife into that bird, it's gonna juice gonna pop out. He said it don't matter if you hit the breast. He said it ain't no dry piece of meat on there. So I'm fucking with it. He got fifty of my dollars this year. Uh. And when I got my shit from him, I pull up, get my shit. One thing about Mr. Wayne, Mr. Wayne be done fucked around and gave you a shot, you know what I'm saying, or a little beer or something just for pulling up on the love. He asked me, I want a shot. I'm like, nah, bro, I had a rough night last night. He talking about, oh, sometimes you got to go back and fight the dog that bit you. I said, well, shit. Pull up then, Mr. Wayne. I take the shot. He give me a shot, a little Corona, a little Coronita, you know what I'm saying? I take the shot of tequila. I'm drinking a beer. I'm going home. I'm still feeling fine, which is another reason why I don't think that I was just too drunk. It was also like, you telling me I was so drunk, I was on some, fell on some outer dimensional shit trying to drive my car. I was that drunk, but I can drink right behind that the next day with no hangover. Like, niggas who drink know that that's not the way it works. If you get that drunk, unless you a bona fide alcoholic, you can't drink back that next day like that, bro. Your body will murder you. Your body will, will bruh. On to the motherfucking show, man. You know, we haven't, uh, I haven't been on here for a while. So there's a lot of things that we haven't got to talk about. So a lot of things that I may have tweeted about a little bit or had conversations with people about in side little conversations. And now so much has went on. I'm actually glad that my first time in a while to really address the Kyrie and Kanye shit has allowed so much more time to play out because I genuinely feel like we are looking at everything that happens with them. So I don't, I don't really know the way to, to put it. It's like we're analyzing every event as an isolated thing, instead of taking a step back and looking at what's going on with each of them. And it's, it's changing what the narrative is versus what it should be. So let me start with with Kyrie shit. I'm going to start with what I think Kyrie is. And then I'm going to go into like all the shit that's going on and how I feel like that plays out, right? What I think Kyrie is, is a dumb nigga with a loud microphone who's just a little bit too stubborn for the situation that he was in. That's really it. And like when I say a dumb nigga, I don't mean like Kyrie overall is a dumb nigga, right? But he just believes some dumb nigga shit and he just says some dumb nigga shit. Like Kyrie don't have no hate in his heart, in my opinion. He just, I see it all the time with people from various demographics, affiliations, all of that, where they have an opinion on something that is so like, it's driven basically by a small amount of information and a whole lot of feeling. So, for example, the Kyrie, the Jews are black, all this stuff with the Jews shit, right? Let me tell you what black people know. Black people know that there are structures that have been and are put in place to work against us by by design. not as a consequence of not there's, there's tons of things that, that hurt black people. And that's not the point of the structure. You know what I'm saying? It's meant to do something else. And the fact that it hurts black people just isn't a, isn't a deal breaker 
for the major structure that wants that thing done. There are tons of things like that. I'm not even talking about those. There are actual other things that are specifically designed to harm black people, to keep black people from having the information that they should have. Honestly, to keep a lot of different groups from having the information and understanding that they should have, right? That is a fact. And it elicits a certain feeling in black people, right? So whenever you are given information that says black people are the original Jewish people and Jewish people have this underworld cabal that's meant to control and all this other dumb shit or whatever, right? Without critically thinking about it and thinking what does saying this what, what what other people believe what was being said, what hate is being propagated by what's being said, what is the deeper message behind what's being said, and really taking that step by step and analyzing it, it's easy for somebody to apply that first small bit of information with the fact that they know that white people have done this to black people in the past and say, well, it must be true. You know what I'm saying? And and without a level of critical thinking, that's where you end up. You, you end up where somebody says something to you and based on some other things that you know, you're like, well, it must be true. It's literally the same pipeline that leads uh, them fucking QAnon white folks from politicians lie and are crooked to, well, of course, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton run a sex pedof- a child pedophilia ring. It, it sounds stupid. When you say it out loud, but they're literally doing the same thing. They're taking a base premise that everyone knows to be true. And it just, if you don't critically think beyond that, anything that's based in that premise can be made true because you know, the the original premise is true. And that's what's happening with Kyrie. And that's when I, that's why I say he's just a dumb nigga, because in truth, that is dumb. It is dumb to do that. It's dumb to project out something, you know, and then like apply that to every single bit of information that you're given without deeper processing what it actually means in that context or what that information truly is, right? I know I don't like tomatoes, but I really like spaghetti. But tomatoes are nasty. Raw tomatoes are gross. And I know somebody might be like, Dre, this analogy doesn't make any sense. I hope it does because in my opinion, Raw tomatoes are disgusting. But if you put them in ketchup, I like ketchup. I like tomato sauce. I like all kinds of things. So apparently for me, once you start adding seasoning and all these other things, it changes the root thing of what's going on. It doesn't really matter that tomatoes are nasty. So yeah, white people have created structures that have been intentionally designed to hold black people back. But that doesn't mean that everything is that. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean that everything results in and that's how white people did it. And that's just where I I lie on this one. And... Apparently, that makes me a coon. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm willing to, I'm willing to admit that everything that that I say about Kanye or Kyrie, if I don't completely agree with him, I understand that it, it eventually makes me a coon, bro. You fat, bald head, no neck midget. I sentence you to three thousand lashes for conduct unbecoming a black man. That's 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 the vibes, bro. That's the vibes on your boy whenever I bring this shit up with the homies and shit, bro. But I'm like, I don't think I, I say all that to say 
I think that they bugging on Kyrie with all of this. You got this five points of apologies and all this because now let's take a second to talk about messaging, right? If Kyrie and Kanye are out here promoting stuff that says the Jews run the media, they run the world, and anything that you do is anything that you do against them, they'll shut you down and they'll cancel you and all this other shit. Like, what do you think it looks like when you then make Kyrie go through some shit you've never made anyone else go through? I've never seen someone have to publicly do all the stuff that they're asking Kanye to do. Or not Kanye, Kyrie to do. I've never seen that before. And I... It's complicated because I also see a point where in what's different between the situation with Kyrie and some other people, in my opinion, is also the fact that Kyrie kind of like doubled down and did the weird, not really apologize, but apologize thing. And it's just, it's, it's so, this one is complicated for me is, is the basis of how I can put it. This one genuinely is complicated for me because I can see where Kyrie is bugging. I can also see where this punishment seems a little excessive at this point. The five-game suspension, I didn't think that that was that crazy. Um, the The NBA uh, does not have the same history as other leagues of allowing that kind of conduct from their players without any kind of... Uh, punishment uh the nba is like hella against hate speech all that and i've heard a lot of other people compare it to riley cooper or uh was it i don't think it was blake shelton i think i'm just thinking of random country singer it wasn't blake shelton it was like the country singer who said nigga and then it was uh it was somebody else but all those examples were from other sports leagues and those leagues to me have a history of handling those things poorly if the NFL had came out and came down on a black player this hard or something like this, to me, I would look at it from a different lens because they don't come down on white players the same way when they get caught doing shit like that. It don't be no Riley Cooper needs to do all of this public apology, da 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Also, though, I swear, bro, it just, it might, the way I feel about it, it just doesn't appear. I can't think of a time where somebody was so reluctant in the apology. Like Kyrie is like, I'm kind of sorry. He's like, I'm sorry, but I mean, I think y'all really just don't understand. And I think that's the reason why people are not as willing to accept the apology because it still leaves the door open for the the mentality that it kind of fuels. And the parallel that I kind of give the Kanye or the Kyrie situation to is like this like Kevin Samuels had a few moments where he said some like real wild shit to or about black women but towards the end he didn't really say no more that super incendiary stuff no more because the brand was already built he just said things that were kind of like on the edge of that that would still get the same he would just do the dog whistle thing he would say something that he knew would rile up the the motherfuckers who were gonna say whatever. So with Kanye or with Kyrie, what's not so as dangerous about Kyrie 
what's not the most dangerous part of what Kyrie does to me uh, is the most dangerous part isn't, I'm saying this all backwards. The most dangerous part isn't what Kyrie is saying. But if you look at the comment section under anything that Kyrie says and you see the conversations and the rhetoric that that fuels, I think that's really what they're reacting to more than what Kyrie is. And what Kyrie is saying is, well, based on what I just said, you're overreacting, which he has a slight point because it's like, how can you be responsible for what the world fucking does as an individual, right? But then also, you know, you got to you gotta try harder. So I don't know. That's why I say, honestly, the Kyrie thing is really more complicated to me than I think people want to give it credit to. I, I don't think that he comes from a place of hate by any measure, though. I just think he's wrong and dumb. Or not dumb. Like I said, dumb is harsh. Just in this situation. You know what I'm saying? Like. I just disagree. The Kanye thing, though, I think what we're seeing with Kanye is something completely different. With Kanye, I genuinely believe we are watching somebody in crisis. Um, I don't know that it... I don't say that to absolve Kanye of anything that he's saying. I don't say it to make excuses for or whatever because i don't even know how much kanye knows i just don't know when i when i watch kanye now and i listen to kanye talk in those interviews i watched that i told you i watched the three and a half hours of that drink champ shit i haven't seen kanye make an original thought in i don't know how long and that everything he says is just parroted from somebody else. I don't know that he believes anything he says. I don't know that he's in control of anything that he's really on. People were saying that like he always does this before he releases something, but I don't think that that's, I don't think those two things correlate in the way that we think they do. And obviously I'm just another person guessing about a motherfucker who I've never met in my life. So I don't have any expertise over this that somebody else doesn't. Or, or I don't have any more expertise than anyone else on this, but I feel like the reason why we see Kanye kind of have these outbursts more before he does things is because, especially when he was married to Kim, I think that the people around him were doing their best to kind of keep that shit in house because it's damaging to the brand if that's all the time. And when it comes out in those little spurts before things were going on, before they were like, Little small things, like even even when he had, I don't want to say little small things. When he did the little thing where he was at the, uh, I can't remember what the event was, but when he was talking about Harriet Tubman ain't do shit and slavery was a choice and all this other shit or whatever. And he started crying, talking about Kim almost aborted his baby and all this other shit or whatever. That was like a part of the breakdown, right? But it wasn't followed up by another one, another one, another one, another one, another one. It was like they kind of pull them back and then you don't see it again for a while. So I, I really feel like it's just that Kanye has been on this level, but the people who benefit from Kanye's status 
we're trying to hide how bad Kanye has gotten from the public because that is not brandable. Like that's not something that you can run with and make money. And that's genuinely the opinion that I started to have on it because now that he's not with the Kardashians anymore and there's no one around Kanye who can filter Kanye as he so adequately puts it, he stays out here. He's always saying stuff. And this last little rant that he went on and I'm about to play it for y'all. I know it's, there's going to be two takes from it. There's going to be people who hear this and they think, see, Kanye is telling us all of the conspiracy stuff that we always thought was true. Now Kanye's telling us, you know, all the shit, right? But for me, I, how can I put this? I don't feel like Kanye came to this conclusion on his own. I think that Kanye is so wrapped up in conspiracy world right now that this is just another one that he's been wrapped into. And he's literally so unwell that the fact that it involves him directly doesn't even stop him from believing that it happened in the way that it did. And and listen, y'all, I know some people believe them conspiracies about people got to sacrifice somebody to do da, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's just like, I think it's the more... I just, the more likely thing to me is just that lots of people die, bro. Like real shit. Like lots of people have close loss in their families. If you talk to five of your closest friends, I would be shocked if you have five, if you can name five friends and they have 10 parents, 10 living parents. If you my age at 30, I'm 32. I could not, I cannot name five of my friends who it would take me a long time. I'm sure I literally have five friends with five living, but like just that I kick it with all the time that have 10 living parents between five people. I could, I couldn't even get there. Like somebody mama died or somebody. And if they ain't got a, like brothers, somebody like you probably couldn't, if you can get to five, I bet you can't get to 10, 10 people that haven't lost somebody in their immediate family, mom, dad, brother, sister, I probably couldn't even get there. So, I mean, I just think that that happens more often than we realize. And when high, when it happens to high-profile people, people want to say like, oh, well, this happened in exchange for that. But I just don't necessarily believe that. And like I said, watching this shit, I don't know. I'm about to watch this shit, though. They can't scare you. They can't control you. They can't. They, they, they try to suppress you. But that's how they try to categorize They you. can't control me. You get what I'm saying? They can control Shaq. They can control Charles Barkley. They can control LeBron James. They can control Jay-Z and Beyonce. No, not you, man. But they can't control me. You see, it ain't no name I won't name. It's up. Not you. You know what I'm saying? And just for Minister Farrakhan, I love you. But the way you read that, I took that as a slight. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking no disrespect from nobody. So let's get on the phone. Let's talk that out. I don't care who you are. I ain't taking no slice from nobody, right? I ain't taking no slice from nobody. It's God. It's the only person that I serve. My mom ain't here. My mama was sacrificed. Me too. You understand? Yeah. Appreciate Michael you. Jordan. What about him? His daddy, right? Bill Cosby, his son, right? Dr. Dre, his son. You're out in Hollywood. A lot of people come up missing. Feels like it might be a lot of that in order to control, traumatize, 
They want to monetize and traumatize. And God loved me. You understand? They, they hit me. Gap, Adidas, all that away. Still, Forbes, who hate me, right, had to write net worth 400 million. Jesus is king. God loved me. That's more important than thinking of life. That's the thing. You know what I'm saying? It's, and this truth is going to be heard. Y'all can't send none of y'all meek meals, y'all puffies, y'all little boozy, none of these names, none of these people that have to listen to y'all because they're dealing with, they have legal, I never killed nobody, right? I'm the pussy that never killed nobody, right? But that means I can say whatever I want and not go to jail. So, a few things. Number one, if you're watching that, like if you're actually watching the video and not just listening to it, if you just look at my man's while he's saying this shit, to me, he don't look right, bro. Like he look, I mean, he look crazy. I don't really know any other way to put it. I don't know that I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a professional. My associates is in psychology and that's my, my bachelor's is in human services, bro. I got a little bit of psychology background. I know some stuff about some stuff, but I ain't no professional i can't diagnose people but when i say he looks crazy when you see people on the street like crazy people on the street and i'm and i'm i'm not saying this in a slanderous way i'm really not i'm genuinely genuinely using it this time so because i'm i want everybody to know what i'm talking about and i'm more interested in you knowing what i'm talking about than being politically correct in this moment if when you see crazy people walking up and down the street or people in your family who you know are kind of crazy or like stuff like that or whatever. And you look at like that dartiness that be in their eyes and that jitteriness that they be having about them, that extra paranoia that they be seeming to have about them, that extra wiredness that it seems like they have where they can't, the, the way they thoughts just wander and go from boom, 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 one thing to another. That's what I feel like I see every time I see Kanye talk now. It don't seem like, it doesn't seem like somebody trying to manipulate you. It don't seem like someone who is, passionate about what they saying it just seemed like someone who has reached a maximum level of paranoia where everything that could possibly be in front of them is real and i couldn't imagine living in a world where you cannot decipher what really is and is not a threat even the the mentality that okay now you believe your mom got sacrificed but when you think about other billionaires black billionaires who haven't had to do that you know what I'm saying? Fred and Tina know still walking around here just fine. You know what I'm saying? Like Jay-Z daddy died before he ever got rich. I think his mom might have died too, but she died on some like supernatural cause of shit or like some shit like that or whatever. Or, he, or she's not dead. One of the two. I don't know. Like nigga Drake about to be a billionaire. I Maybe he Canadian. He don't count. You know what I'm saying? Like his mom and daddy still running around this motherfucker. LeBron about to be a billionaire. He never knew his daddy. His mom is still running around here fucking NBA players. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just way more examples of motherfuckers who are rich like that who didn't have those things occur or who already reached the pinnacle before the thing happened like for uh uh for michael jordan michael jordan's dad died like he's already michael jordan it's not like michael jordan's dad died and then all of a sudden he starts winning rings it's not like like none of that stuff makes sense to me. None of that that logic doesn't make any sense to me. So that's why I don't believe in that that conspiracy. And also, you've been you haven't been believing that this whole time. If you Kanye, like we haven't heard anything this whole time from Kanye about 
believing that that's what happened to his mom and that's something that, that needs to be looked into or nothing that's never been a thing before. So now all of a sudden something that's never existed is this super real thing in your consciousness. To me, that points more to that heightened state of paranoia that Kanye is at. And one of my homies had posted something and he was like, I'm worried about Kanye as though like they going to get him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because he he's spitting out all these truths or whatever, which is one way to look at it. Me personally, what I think is more, what's, what I think you saw more likely, I'm sorry, what I think is more likely that we were watching was somebody who is at such a crisis state with a mental health that we are very likely to see him take his own life. I listen to podcasts and shit all the time where people dance around saying that. But but I think it's so obvious to me. Kanye either gets help or Kanye probably kills himself. Like that is a real, and I won't say probably, but it's a real possibility. Like in the way that probability and odds work, if somebody tells you there's a 30% chance something happens, that means it could really happen. Like we don't think like that because we think in terms of big and small. So we just think of the 70%. We like, oh, it's a 70% chance it won't happen. And like, yeah, but 30% happens. Like a 30% chance means this could happen. And what I'm telling you is that right now, I think that the chance that Kanye gets murdered by a secret society is about 3%. The chance the, the, the chance that Kanye kills himself either intentionally or inadvertently to me is about 30% right now. 30, 35%. And that that's that work that worries me. I'm not gonna say that like I think that shit is cool. It's not. Um, but ain't really nothing we could do about it. I think it sucks that it's even being painted in this view of anti-black, anti-Semitism, all this or whatever, because I don't even think that's what we're seeing at this point no more. And I I know I have been on record saying otherwise. Because Kanye stay talking shit about black people and then he be going at, but just the more I look at it and the more I see it and how it just be anybody and everybody and any idea and everything. It's just, I don't, I just think that it's crisis to me. And it's, it's, I'm not against anyone who takes the position of, I don't care that it's crisis because it's so, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't care that it's crisis because it's so, detrimental to the the um people as a whole whatever select insert community who's being targeted by Kanye's bullshit today because it is so harmful to those people I don't give a fuck about the fact that this crisis I'm not against you for saying that but I'm at the point now where I don't know that I can view this in any other way because that's all I see now and I will be giving you an anchor I wouldn't I would be telling you what I felt like you wanted to hear or some bullshit like that in spite instead of what I believe to be true. Um, if that's what I did. So whatever. Anyway, on to some actual news, some actual segments and shit like that or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I haven't uh, had the, this is this episode really had a lot of shit in it. That's not going to be able to be in it because a nigga didn't get nigga didn't even get to the midterms yet. Midterms just went down. You know what? Fuck it. I am going to do the full episode because in full transparency, I don't think y'all give that much of a fuck about what happened in the midterms. I think y'all care a little bit, but not so much that if I don't devote a long portion of this episode, it's going to really kill you. And if I'm wrong, then 
you can write in in the comments or you can write into any of the social media platforms. And if I get even five people, just five people who hit me up and say they want me to do something on the midterms, I will do a little separate 20, 30 minutes on everything that went down in the midterms because y'all know I followed them and I know everything that happened. The big takeaways are uh, the Democrats will probably keep the Senate. Right now I'm taping this. It's Saturday afternoon. They still don't know for sure because they're waiting on votes to come in in Nevada. And there's a runoff in Georgia that's, I think it's the runoff is on December 6th, I think. And the results of those two races determine the Senate, the House. Uh, they thought that it was going to be a really heavy uh, swing to the Republicans. It's looking like they're going to, they're still going to win control, but only by a much more slim margin of votes, which is relevant it matters um so that's cool uh fetterman won which i think is dope he's the dude who had the stroke he beat oz um abrams lost but black men voted for abrams at the same clip they always have kind of dispelling the myth that black men went and vote for stacy abrams it was indeed white people who did not vote for stacy abrams surprise surprise like that's that's kind of how I feel. I got to get better at using my sounds, y'all. Because when I said that white people didn't vote for Stacey Abrams, surprise, motherfucker. That's what I should have put. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, and yeah, I think that's basically it. Th those are like kind of the big things uh that happened, and beyond that. If if y'all want me to talk more about it, I will. Like I said, five comments in any place under the episode, in the inbox somewhere. You can text me if you got my personal number. It only take five people and I'll do it. But if not, then y'all know y'all didn't give a fuck. And I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm not taking it personal. You know what I'm saying? Um, but anyway, so on to the segment. Uh, I need music for this, man. Some kind of like wacky little like wah, 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 like eh, eh, you know what I'm saying? With like a clown honk or some shit like that and be like MAGA Madness or MAGA Mania or some shit like that or whatever. Because these MAGA niggas always on some fuck shit. But anyway. Um, MAGA Masturbator. Candidate arrested for sexual indecency near a preschool. A Trump-loving Republican candidate for the Maricopa County Community College District Governing Board was arrested for public sexual indecency after he was caught allegedly watching porn and masturbating in his car near a preschool on October the 4th. <laughs> According to the affidavit, a Maricopa County police officer noticed a Ford F-150 parked across three spaces with a shade screen across the front windshield. The officer wrote that he approached the car and he immediately became alarmed as I saw Kaufman had his pants down mid-thigh and was exposed, showing his fully erect nude penis. Kaufman was reportedly so engrossed in his activity that he did not notice the officer in the passenger side door until he moved around the car to the driver's side window. Well, I mean, my nigga was into, I mean, you know, when you over here watching uh, Round and Brown 32, you know what I'm saying? Conveniently purchasing your F-150, you know, you're probably watching uh, Hill... Hillbilly Hussies 3. <laughs> While wow, my man is over here. Like, okay. He put the shade up. He thought he was so smooth. My nigga said, you know what? They not even going to know it's me. I'm in here ducked off. Okay. I'm curious, was the truck shaking a little bit? Like, what made the officer walk up to the truck? 
there's a truck sitting there with the sunshade on. Was it a rainy day? So niggas was like, why would that be there? Anyway, was it like only Asians use the sunshade and that's an F-150, which is clearly owned by a white man. This must be for some kind of illicit activity. Okay, that was racist. Let me, anyway, according to the affidavit, a Maricopa County police officer noticed the F-150, oh, hold on. Oop. The officer wrote that the car was parked with full view of the worst work sales preschool and child care center about 190 feet away and he saw several preschool age children having outdoor activities in the playground as well as vehicles passing within 10 feet of the car kaufman was asked to step out of the vehicle and was questioned by the officer kaufman claimed he had been in the area buying rebar and that he didn't normally do this i'm just really stressed out i have a lot of things going on he told the officer admitting to having been watching interracial porn in his car (laughs) were questioned as to if he knew he was so close to a preschool he responded i didn't until you came up and i got out of my truck (laughs) i really fucked up this is bad you have no idea kaufman told the officer i'm running for governing board for the colleges i didn't even know this was one of your sites but now i see the signs all over the parking lot a review of Kaufman's social media by Law and Crime found that he is an ardent Trump supporter with praise for the former president appearing on Kaufman's Facebook page. We are locked in an ideological war with the godless, progressive, left-wing, Marxist, Democratic Party. These people are working towards nothing less than than totalitarian government they control. Not only do they seek to control our country, but our state, he wrote in another post. Kaufman's opponent, Kelly Butler, released a statement on Twitter indicating she found the allegations against him extremely troubling. Uh, The nature of the charge against Mr. Kaufman is extremely troubling, and I hope all the facts about this incident will will be known soon and that justice is served. According to the report, this incident occurred within feet of an occupied preschool, and Mr. Kaufman acknowledged guilt and tried to leverage his candidacy needless to say that's unacceptable with just a few weeks until the election and voters currently casting ballots it's critical that voters have this information when considering their choices in the race for governing body whatever bruh as a result of the incident, Maricopa County College's Police Officers Association has withdrawn their endorsement of Kaufman, who announced the suspension of his campaign on Tuesday, stating a personal legal matter has arisen. Uh, <laughs> a statement from the Republican Party of Arizona indicated they respected his right to due process and supported his decision to end the campaign. So, what's super wild about this, y'all? Super unpopular opinion. I don't think that nigga realized he was at a preschool either. If they told me, if they told me that he was in the truck and he wasn't watching porn or that he was watching child porn, I would have believed that he was at the preschool on some nefarious child fuckery. However, I think he pulled up to a quiet parking lot because he's a freaky man. He was like, I'm about to go ahead and get one in. Like he said, I think he told the truth. My next time, I'm stressed out. Now, granted, I be stressed out all the time. I don't pull my car over nowhere and pull my dick out. I go home. You know what I'm saying? Take a shower. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. But I'm not about to just whip my dick out in some random parking lot with a sunscreen in front of my fucking truck, hoping nobody walks up and sees me, especially not while I'm running for office. This is the type of shit that lets you know somebody is white because it's the level of privilege in your life that you never thought you'd get caught doing anything. Sometimes I say, 
white privilege is not always positive. Sometimes it'd be rendering, rendering white people incapable of navigating a simple situation because they weren't looking for the clues that maybe somebody was paying attention to your goofy ass. I think white people aren't good shoplifters because they think nobody's looking. So they only good shoplifters if no one's looking. But if anyone's looking, they hella obvious. They hella obvious. So in a, this nigga probably pulled, this nigga probably does this shit all the time. He probably bought that sunshade because he got caught before. He was probably out there stroking his dick somewhere watching. And now we know that he's watching uh um uh black meat, white feet. Uh, <laughs> Uh, some shit like that and that's why he bought the motherfucking sunshade and it's just wow because he'll be the one who's like they want to teach your kids this and they want to push this blah 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 and you a nasty man playing with your penis in your truck you're nasty you and what you really want is people to mind their motherfucking business because that's what you need you want to defund the police because the police is who caught you goofy <laughs> And then the way that the fucking Democrats swooped in and was like, oh, troubling nature. It's funny because she didn't want to call him a child fucker because she read the same article as me. And she was like, he's not a child fucker. He's just a deviant. He's just nasty. He ain't fuck no kids. I don't think so. I mean, don't get me wrong. Maybe. But to me, I think there's more evidence that he's just a nasty man with some weird repression because he probably like. Be on some, I hate black people. I laugh at black jokes in front of my friends, but I be watching, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I can't even think of nobody right now. You know what I'm saying? Insert, insert big booty uh, porn star. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All night long. That nigga, for the, for the OG followers of the podcast, that nigga subscribe to the real cat eyes. <laughs> Oh shit. Um anyway. Oh, subscriber login. Oh, see y'all. So this is what be happening to a player pimp. Sometime I'll be about to read y'all some articles and shit. And then niggas be uh talking about some goddamn, oh, if you wanna keep us if you wanna keep this alive, then you can donate two dollars and da 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 which i know the irony of me saying that when i begin a podcast saying you can subscribe for 4.99 i i see the i see the hypocrisy um but what i am saying is i ain't hey, john hold on hey like now these niggas hey. are playing but that's why they say they like we wouldn't play ads on your shit if you would have subscribed there were no ads playing you trying to go read this article off some free shit and whatever Anyway, this falls under MAGA madness to me too because I know, I know that this was a MAGA nigga who did this shit. It ain't no way. Obama Presidential Center construction halted after news found on site. Construction of the Obama Presidential Center has been suspended after builders found a noose at the project site. Lakeside Alliance, a company constructing the center, released a statement saying, in part this morning, we were informed of an act of hate was discovered at the project site. We reported the incident to the police and will provide any assistance to identify those responsible. We have a zero tolerance for any form of bias or hate on our work site and is suspending all operations for another series of anti-bias training and conversations for staff and workers. I, I, okay. I, I, I skipped something that said the company said it has a zero tolerance policy for any form, blah, 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 blah. I'm wondering why the company is having a whole nother series of training and conversation for staff and workers about some shit that was supposed to be 
some a hate crime. Do they got cameras? Was it somebody who worked there? This was somebody who works there, bro. Anyway, uh, the company's offering a hundred thousand dollar reward for information that would help find a person responsible for putting the noose at the site. Y'all, check this out. It gotta be cheaper to get out of jail for putting a noose up at a site than a hundred bands to get out of jail. I need one of my white homies to holler at me. I think I got to play. I'm going to get you out. You got to do it because if they catch a black person doing it, they're going to give them the book. But if you white with no other hits and just say Donald Trump made you do it, baby, I think we could come up at least 50 bands. Split it 25K apiece. Come on, baby. Let's do it. That's all I'm saying. I'll even take the side with the taxes taken out because you taking the lick. You know what I'm saying? Give me about 13.5. You can get the whole 25 and we up out of that thing. Let's go. Anyway. I do think that this is proof that critical race theory should be taught in schools, though. Because I've seen a lot of instances of these nooses being left places as, you know what I'm saying? They, they left them at that school that one time and like, I've just seen this happen a whole bunch of times. And I think the reason why is because we're so afraid to talk about our past that the racists don't really know about the past. See, they know about the black people hanging on nooses. But because we've done such, went through such a concerted effort to distance white people from hanging the black people, I think that these newfangled racists think that nooses are traps, like a mouse trap or a gator trap. And I think that they think that Niggas be like searching for watermelons hanging from trees, which again, is failure of the education system. Watermelons grow on vines on the ground. But I think that they think that niggas are, are, are searching for watermelons in trees and falling into the noose. And that's how you hang a nigga with a noose because they just leave them somewhere. But there will never be no nigga on it. And I'm not, okay, listen, I'm definitely not advocating that they start putting niggas on them first. I think that it's good that we've made evolution past that. However, just as a symbol of hate, you know, if you go on for I'm trying to hate crime your area, I just don't necessarily know that this was the, you know, I don't know that that's going to do it. I'm just saying me, if I see a noose hanging from a tree, I'm a, I mean, I might stay away from the area a little bit. It might be, you know, I might be like, oh, if that nigga ties that motherfucker. But to be honest with you, I'll probably just take that motherfucker down. At this point in my life, bro, I'm a grown man. I'm a 32 year old man. I could use a rope. I know how to untie a knot. I'm going to take your noose off the tree. I'm going to untie that motherfucker. And that nigga going to be a row from now on. He going to be sitting in my in my shed talking to all the other appliances about what he used to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you won't believe what I used to be before this nigga untied me. And now I'm just, you know, sitting here holding this motherfucking, holding this bucket up. You know, whatever the fuck it is. Now I'm sitting up here tied to the back. This nigga going to wrap me up. I'm a wreath now. I don't know, nigga. I'll make that nigga something soft. You know what I'm saying? I'll turn that nigga into a symbol for a pride parade. Nigga, I'll take, I'll take a noose. I'll unwrap the rope, use the rope, turn it into a black power fist, and then that nigga have to try and tell all his old noose friends that he's not really a nigger lover, but they're going to be able to see what he really is. Y'all, I'm stupid. Anyway. <laughs> um, I got another story, y'all. This ain't MAGA Madness. We done with all of that. We got one more thing, though, before, you know what I'm saying? One more thing. Because I got a little, I got beef. And I, I, I'm letting, I'm letting the, the U.S. Mint know 
that we ain't forgot because I seen this story and I don't I don't think y'all gonna know where I'm going with this. Okay. Chinese American movie star Anna Mae Wong will be the first Asian American on the US quarter. They made some new quarters. You know what I'm saying? They got her looking fire. You know what I'm saying? They got Eleanor Roosevelt on one. They gave Maya Angelou a quarter. Anna Mae Wong and then uh Wilma Mankiller. So they gave they, we got a native, we got a white woman, we got a black woman, and then we got an Asian woman. I'm not even gonna read the article, y'all. The only thing I need to read was the was the uh, was the headline. Because I know you thinking, oh, that's cool. We got Maya, we got anime, we got all this other. Where the fuck is Harriet Tubman at? Where the fuck is the $20 bills at? Where the fuck is Harriet? We was told. We was getting Harriet Tubman $20 bills five, six fucking years ago. And I still got this slave fucking nigga, Andrew Jackson, on my 20 every time I got to spend some motherfucking cash. Where is Harriet's motherfucking money? That's what I want to know. Anime Wong and we giving uh, uh, such and such man killer and all this other shit. Shout out to them for getting their quarters and shit like that. Where is Harriet Tubman's motherfucking $20 bill? This story came out in 2013, nigga. They say I'm looking up your shit right now. They talking about it's coming for 2030, bro. Bro, what? Nah, we not have it. I just need to let these niggas know that as a black community, we didn't forget that we were supposed to have our motherfucker $20 bill with Harriet Tubman on there. Did y'all niggas know that Andrew Jackson wasn't just a slave fucker? The but what what's her name? Uh, I can't think of her name because the 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 name of the slave that he had all the fucking kids with is like well well known or whatever, whatever her name is. But he got her when she was a kid. He basically groomed her to be his child sex black nigga wife, bro. Fuck that nigga and get him the fuck off my money. We need Harriet. Anyway, y'all, this been an episode. I know, bro. Let keys keys are hot. Keys be talking shit. You know what I'm saying? If they get too long, we only out of hour ten though. This pretty regular for the course. And you know what? We getting out of here quick because we only got one more segment, y'all. All right. Ex New Miami coach. New Miami is a place in Ohio, by the way. Shout out to fuck Ohio, electing bitch ass JD Vans and the wine. Fuck them niggas, man. Fuck them Republican ass bitch ass niggas and fuck bitch ass Ohio. Anyway, ex New Miami coach accused of having sex with student pleads guilty to charges. A former New Miami softball coach could spend five years in jail and might have to register and might. <laughs> and might have to register as a sex offender following allegations she had sex with a 17-year-old student. Ashley Rison pleaded guilty Wednesday to ch- charges of sexual battery and gross sexual imposition, according to Butler County records. When she was indicted, she was also facing charges of tampering with evidence and furnishing alcohol to an underage person, which were dropped. She'll be back in court November 16th for sentencing. According to the indictment, Rice engaged in sexual conduct with the student eight times in 2021. She quit her job at New Miami on May 3rd, 2021, the same day the alleged crimes were reported to the Butler County Sheriff's Office. 
in addition to what the child tells us, we do have recordings between Ms. Rison and the child of where Ms. Rison makes multiple incriminating statements and asking, begging the child not to report her to the authorities. Officials with the, bruh, listen. Could you imagine putting yourself in that position? You a grown ass woman who done done some goofy ass shit like fuck one of your students. And now you on this kid's phone crying, begging him not to tell on you because you still got to live a whole life as a baby fucker. Like, what was you thinking? What were you thinking? I don't be understanding it. I don't know. And and listen, y'all will have to understand. I need a white woman on the podcast explaining me. What is y'all's thing with this? What is, I have never seen a maybe. Okay. Listen, I'm not saying it does not happen, but Y'all have to correct me, but I've never seen a black teacher do this. I've never seen a black woman teacher do this. I've seen black male teachers. I've seen males of all races do this. I have only seen white female teachers do this. What is it? Y'all got to tell me. There's no reason that this should automatically go into white people do this. Oh, teacher fucks a kid. It's a girl. It's a woman teacher. White. What's up? Get your peoples. Ashley Renee Rison is no longer employed by the new Miami local school board effective May 3rd. She resigned from her position as a paraprofessional and coach. She was a teacher's age. She wasn't even a teacher. Bro, how old was she? Does it, did I miss it? It doesn't even say how old she was, y'all. Like, I'm looking at her picture. She don't look that old. She don't look that young, but she's, I'm going to say it. She's white. I can't tell. I can't tell the age of white people and I can't tell the age of black people for different reasons. So, She's somewhere between 18 and 40. I don't know how old she is. Anyway, uh, uh, last story. Houston area youth baseball umpires arrested, accused of having meth on them. Where's the story start? Okay, my bad, y'all. Four people, including two youth baseball umpires, were arrested in Waller County over the weekend for drug-related charges. According to Waller County Sheriff Troy Guidry, they received a tip that two juveniles and two adults were involved in a drug deal at a baseball park in the county. An off-duty law enforcement officer recorded the alleged drug deal taking place involving marijuana vape pens. The two umpires had a purchase these illegal vape pens. It was on video. After taking them into custody, it turns out both of them were in possession of meth. Uh, a sheriff says after one of the a sheriff says one of the umpires had methamphetamines in his car while the other had meth in his clothing pocket. In total, four people were arrested, including a juvenile for drug related charges. It is illegal to have marijuana in the state of Texas. We're sticking true to that in this county. It is not on our baseball fields or near any of our children, and that's how we need to keep it. It's crazy for this to happen at a little league game, said a college player from nearby Prairie View. Uh, to have meth on them, I never think that would even happen. It's sad to see the umpires have meth on them. Said another baseball player from Prairie View. Hopefully, they can find umpires that can umpire these kids and let them have good games. First of all, these kids are fucking stressful. You might need a little bit of meth to take the fucking edge off when you're dealing with these crazy ass parents and these kids. No, I'm just playing. I don't think meth takes the edge off, does it? I'm not a meth aficionado. It's not really one of my things. If you listen to the episode where I recounted all my drug usage, you'll notice that meth was 
painfully absent from that motherfucker because I ain't smoking no motherfucking mess. So I don't know what that shit be on. But you may be wondering, no, no names were put. How do I know that these people were white? There's a few reasons. Number one, there's no names in the article. They didn't expose these people's identity and their adults who are being processed within the criminal justice system. So I know that all those things are public record. If they wanted their names put out, they could put them out. Easy. The juvenile is the only name that they wouldn't be able to get. Also, the only person who I think is black. Because the juvenile, I believe, is the drug dealer in this situation. And I think that, you know, that's probably why the police was looking. This random little black kid runs up on this little league baseball game and daps up the umpires and shit. They're like, uh, the fuck? So I think that's how they got caught. I think the little Trayvon pulled up on uh, Sally uh, umpire and her husband, Dave, who liked to do a little spare meth on the, on the side. Hooked them up with the vape pens because they was like, oh, we're going to be slick. Nobody's going to notice because meth heads always think they slick. Again, an example of what I mean when I say white privilege gone awry. I bet when that little black boy walked up and it was like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Just pull up on me. The original article I read on this, y'all, the drug deal took place during the game. Uh, this was during the game. These niggas was on the clock. Motherfuckers over here talking about, you're out. Hey, yo, my man, pull up right over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said two for 30? Yeah, my nigga. Hey, my man's need some over there at third base. What? What? My nigga running the, nigga dapping up the kids as they run the bases talking about good hit, little nigga. Hell no, nah, bro. McGruff the crime dog can snip that shit out a mile away. My nigga, I don't know what these motherfuckers thought was going to happen. But, you know, whatever, bro. That's all I got for y'all. That's the last story I got on white people news. That's the last thing I got for the episode this week. Um, we will be back to weekly episodes next week. Like this is the first week of weekly episodes returning. Uh, they, today you're going to get this episode probably Sunday morning, Saturday night, but the schedule for episodes should be Friday. So you should get an episode every Friday. We're going to go once a week for a while. I was doing twice a week, but we're going to go once a week. I like to let a little more time pass. Let me develop the show a little bit more. Um, I told y'all subscribers about the changes that was going to be as far as uh, y'all being invited to partake in like a chat that occurs during the episode after the show or uh, during the episode, like live. Um, Whatever platform I'm going to have that running up on, I'll have that by the first of the year because I may have to try a new platform. But sometime in the next two or three weeks, y'all who subscribe be looking out for an email because I'm going to send out a few testers to kind of try different platforms. And if y'all have time, it'll be super dope if y'all could jump in that with me just so I can kind of see how the interface works, how y'all like it on your end, and see if it's something that we can kind of use going forward. Um, outside of that, um, yeah, no more news for the podcast, y'all. We back live. I'll see y'all next week. Uh, it's love as always, man. I'm out. Peace. Yeah, double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire, my mic check. Landing and rocking, feel it yourself, it's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board, my nigga trying to see. Billion. Mm. My gift to gab on it. Escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth. Billion. Huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars, solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they marry him. Billion. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre, Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. 
Trying to see the salad with the croutons Laying the foes down like futons For the billion Yeah man you're not tuning in the Fuck this shit podcast and billions 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 and